Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. We are bringing in season three. And with me, of course, I got my right-hand man, Brett Galt. What's up, brother? What about that intro right now? Adding a little little extra this season. But, hey, glad to be back for another season. Um, I mean, I'm pumped. We're, what, a few weeks away now? Probably three weeks away. And I am just, I'm ready as ever around. Once we get to August, it's it's game time. It, I mean, it's time to lock into college football. So I'm excited. Heck yeah. And of course, we got the man returning from last season's show with the ACC Big Ten win totals reigning in from somewhere in Texas. Mike Goulet, what's going on? What's up? Glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, on, the, uh, on the comeback show. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for coming back. Um, so again, let's go ahead and get get our sponsor out the way. Nine one zero Coastal Barbecue, ready to fire that smoker back up, fire the barbecue back up for the football season. Tailgate nine one zero Coastal Barbecue. They just dropped something today. If you're not following them on Instagram yet, nine one zero Coastal BBQ. It's, dude, it's top-notch food you can get. Whether you have a green egg, a Traeger you know, a Weber grill kettle, it doesn't matter. Um, they just posted some, it's just some, some magical goodness, like jambalaya with sausage, you know, dove seasons coming up. It's going to be so many wild game recipes coming out. Just go ahead and give them a follow. They give you the recipes. They show you how to do it. Check them out. You won't regret it. And, um, let's go ahead and do a little bit of catching up. Um, we haven't talked to you guys since January, and we, we all know um, the reigning champion Stetson Bennett and the Bulldogs. But um, so, Brett, just give us a little bit of recap. Like, how was your spring? How was your summer? How are you doing now? It was good. I mean, I, I think after after college football usually wraps up, you know, we usually have the NFL and everything like that. So I'm into that, tuned in. And then after that, it's really you ramp up college basketball season. So... Then we have March Madness. So leading up to about beginning of April, whatever, I'm pretty occupied, you know. But then after that, I really I kind of get bored. Um, I know you're a big baseball guy. I'm really not. I'll watch a little bit of, like, college baseball or whatever, but that's really about it. I, I do watch the NBA playoffs as well. Um, I watched a lot of the NHL this year as well, which I really don't usually watch. But, I mean, once, once all that kind of wraps up, usually – most of June, July, and then August are kind of boring. So it's been good, but I'm ready. I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. I'm ready to just have my my weekends occupied. Heck yeah. And uh, Mike, how about you? How was your spring, your summer? Uh, it's going pretty well. I mean, I, uh, you know, watched the March Madness and uh, the NBA playoffs are pretty good this year. There's a lot of like, a lot of like one-sided, not kind of one-sided series, or you thought it was going to be one-sided, then it came back. But um, 
you know, NBA playoffs were good. And then you kind of we're kind of in the, the dark ages right now until uh, football comes back. If you're not a baseball fan, which is I can't watch baseball, fall asleep. I can't either. Sorry, Marcus. I know you're really big. Yeah. Well, at least know, yeah, Braves. go Braves, I guess. Yeah, there you go. That, that's what I like to hear, boys. Well, without further ado, we'll go ahead and uh, break into the show. So, again, this is your ACC Big Ten win totals for the 2022 college football season. Last year, we looked pretty damn solid as a syndicate. Um, going from top to bottom, I was 6-0-2. Brett was 4-1-1. And Mike, bringing up the rear end, not that bad, was three, four, and two. Um, so I have the board pulled off from last season. Let's just give everyone our favorite plays um, that we had last year. Mine was definitely UNC under 10 wins. All that preseason hype, Sam Howell, you know, like it. 10 wins was just way too much from the get-go. They won six, and I got to cap off the end of my actual tailgate season at Carter Finley Football Stadium. Um, watching NC State come back nine points down in two minutes and like 12 seconds. Emeka Mezzi was absolutely unstoppable. He's in the NFL now on to greener pastures, but I love that UNC under 10 play. I guess in a couple minutes, we'll see um, what we think about UNC's uh, line. But uh, Brett, go ahead and give us your favorite play that you that you had last year. I mean, I think it was probably NC State over six. Uh, they finally they – finally exceed the expectations i mean we all know that, that clemson win was the big the big win of the year um it could have even been better than what it was if you don't go to miami and lose to miami a team you shouldn't have lost to but hey yeah i mean that that was by far the probably the biggest one and i mean we'll for sure talk about them later in the pro or later in the program as we know they have a lot of expectations going into the season thank you all right and uh mike give us yours and then we'll go ahead and jump into the damn thing um, I kind of like the uh, bringing it back to the tray. Uh, Wake Forest um, over six and a half. I think they played really well last year. Um, made the ACC championship, but you know, got you know Kenny Pickett did the little ding, the fake slide thing. So yeah, but uh, they did really well, and I, I like that. I kind of you know crushed that Wake pick and the Indiana. I didn't realize they were so bad, but. I forgot they were so bad. Let me tell you. Yeah, projected it eight last season and only won two games. That was that was a showstopper. Me and you both hit that. And um, unfortunate news out of Winston Salem today um, with Hartman um, that that disclosed injury that he underwent surgery for. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's like some sort of like heart condition or you know like something like cardiac induced. Um, yeah. We're still picking the uh, the previous over under for that, right? Like that's still fair go. Yes, yes. Before the line moves, all right, all right yeah. good. So I mean, you can get pretty good value. I'm sure most books have taken it offline. So yeah, if you're catching this late and didn't get it in time, um, unfortunate. But we're 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 here to give you what you want and just go, going in with a with a plug for half the distance to the goal. So. The chat room is still open. It's been jumping for about a week, a lot of eagerness in there. Um, it's actually pretty cool. So some news was shared. Um, we have co a couple people in the in the chat room that have connections to someone on the Wake Forest football team. So there's actually been text messages from like inside sources dropped into the group about actually what's going on with Sam and when he's expected back and so forth. So if you're interested in joining the chat room, um, just contact me or Brett or, you know, get up with us somehow. Um, our email is htdttgoal at gmail.com. 
I'd love to get your feedback on the show. Um, leave us a rating, five stars if you like it, one star if you hate us, and uh, let's just let's just be transparent and honest with each other. I, th- I think that that's what adults do. I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into it. We're going to start off with the ACC. Of, of course, you know, the bell cow of the ACC the last couple of years, Dabo Sweeney and his Clemson Tigers, as much as uh, Mike wants to roll his ass right now and just talk bad about Clemson, their over-under win total for the season is at 10 and a half. Just a little rundown of their schedule. They open up on Labor Day, um, 8 p.m. game in Atlanta, Chick-fil-A kickoff against Georgia Tech, pretty much a home game for the Yellow Jackets. Then skip skip a few weeks later on in August, they play, or excuse me, later on in September, they have Wake Forest. They're going to Winston-Salem the week after that. They have NC State coming into, into Death Valley. Later on, they also have Notre Dame, Miami, and South Carolina, as usual, on the schedule. Um, since I had the best record for ACC win totals last year without missing a dang on game, I'll start us off. Way to humble yourself there, Marcus. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how humble you are when we get into week zero because you won that competition. <laughs> All right, so Clemson, over. I think I think this is easy. Um, I don't think that – I thought that Wake had a chance at getting them. It's not looking very likely. There is rumors that Hartman will be back by time – the 24th of September rolls around. Even with that, I really think Wake's defense has to improve a lot because I think DJ is going to take a step forward. Their offensive line can't be any worse than it was last year. So I would expect Clemson to play a little bit better. Uh, Shipley running the ball. He's a problem. Clemson's two biggest games, you know, NC State. They get them at home this year. That'll be a big advantage on their side. But they have to go to South Bend. As much as I don't really believe in Notre Dame, and even with like Marcus Freeman coming in as a new coach, I think that they'll take a step back. So Clemson, I have them projected eleven wins. I think they will step or will slip up. They will not go undefeated. But I don't see them losing more than one. So give me Clemson over ten and a half. Mike, you want to go or you want me? Uh, I could go. Um, I'm going with the Clemson under. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, I don't like Clemson, but it's just they don't have their two coordinators anymore. So Dabo's going to have to, you know, take the brunt of the work. And, you know, I don't really believe in DJ or what he does because, you know, he's some paths I saw him throw last season were awful. And you haven't really been hearing about him. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, the news and stuff like that, you kind of keep it to yourself. But, yeah, it's just I don't I don't see them, you know, cracking 11 wins, to be honest with you, even though, you, as you said, the NC State game is, um, you know, in Clemson. But, yeah, I got them under 10 and a half. Um, making, the, um, make, making the cheese it bowl again. Yeah, I mean, th- this one's tough because, like Mike said, losing Venables. But, I mean, their defense is going to be so- – I mean, it's going to be a top five defense again this year. I mean, I think the the thing is – I'm going over 10 and a half. I-, I went back and forth on this one. But they're out of conference, like Georgia Tech, Clemson, or uh, Furman, and then Louisiana Tech. I mean, cake out of conference. Like we mentioned, you have NC State – 
at home. Wake Forest was away, but now Hartman might not play. So you look at the rest of the schedule and maybe the Notre Dame game, even though, like Marcus said, I don't know how sold I am on Notre Dame. So a lot of their tough games are our home game or their tougher games are home games. So I think the defense is really going to be the biggest key. And as long as DJ Uwe Aguilé or whatever takes a step forward this year, then I mean, it's, I don't, it's hard for me to see them losing two games. Really. It really is. All right. So got a little bit of agreement, a little bit of disagreement, and we'll keep on rolling on. Let's head to South beach. Coral Gables, the Miami Hurricanes coming in at eight and a half wins. And by the way, for our listeners, we are looking at lines from the Action Network. You know, there's a bunch of books out there. Some of them vary by a hook, some by a whole win. So if you're wondering where we're getting our info from, check out theactionnetwork.com. And that is where we're pulling this raw data. All right, Miami, eight and a half wins on the season. I do not have a play for Miami. If one of you guys do, go ahead and let it rip. I actually do. I um, I'm taking the under here. Under the eight and a half. I I think the Mario Cristobal hire. I think it's gonna be a solid hire in the long term, but I just feel like they're hyping up Miami a little too much right now. I just I I think the expectations are a little too high, kind of like uh, Lincoln Riley at USC right now. I mean, some people are calling them for the freaking college football playoff. Like, give me a break. So while I do think this is a good long-term hire, I think it's just a little too early. Expectations are too high. So I'm going under eight and a half for the Hurricanes. Uh, Mike, what about you? Um, I don't have a play for it, but I I did look into it and I think the under does sound good, but I'm not going to play it. Rightfully so. Um, I I really do like Tyler Van Dyke. I think I have this Miami team, um, eight, nine wins. So eight and a half is not really a number that I find value in. Um, so I'm staying away. Let's keep on going. Also listed at eight and a half wins, the Wolfpack from North Carolina State. Um, take a brief look at the Wolfpack schedule. They start off with a trip to Greenville. Um, never easy game going down east in the swamp of North Carolina and playing the Pirates. But that should be a favorable matchup out of conference. They have Charleston Southern. Texas Tech comes to Raleigh. UConn comes to Raleigh. Not a terrible slate right there, but Texas Tech may give them a little bit of run for their money. And then right after that, start off conference play, going to Clemson. Florida State is in coming to Raleigh, but they also end up hosting Virginia Tech later on in the season. And then Black Friday, you know, they're going to Chapel Hill this year. Um, Do any of you guys have a play on the Wolfpack? Oh, yeah. I'm going over. This one scares me because we know Dave Dorn teams like to underperform, especially when the expectations. I mean, State has pretty lofty expectations this year. You're bringing back Leary. You're bringing back a solid defense. You lose Mezzi, but still, I mean, you have solid wide receiver core. So, I I mean, it's hard to pick losing four games here, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think you're going to go to Clemson and beat Clemson. But you have Florida State at home. You have Virginia Tech at home, Boston College, Wake Forest, all at home. I mean, it's a pretty favorable schedule this year. So it might buy me the budge just because we know how NC State likes to perform with lofty expectations. But I like the over here. All right. Uh, good analysis, Mike. Anything here? Yeah, I, I took the over as well. Nice. And then you could also um... – 
if anyone's interested, that plus 800 to win the ACC. Hey, sprinkle that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree there. All right. So two things we got coming up here. I am also on the over for every reason Brett said. I think Devin Leary, you know, preseason ACC player of the year. I, I mean, I think he has the best shot, like legitimately at winning it, especially with Hartman not going to be able to play a full season. Everything's just lining up for the Wolfpack. Of course, you got to go to Clemson. Um, but go ahead and prove it. No, last year, um, Action Network had them listed at six wins. They won nine. I think eight and a half is still a little low. I kind of see this as a 10-win football team um, and without the bowl game. And again, this is only for regular season. So something new that we have this year, when everyone agrees, we play a song by my man, Chief Keef. Yes, fellas. Yes, yes, yes. We are all in agreement. Locking up the wolf pack. Let's ride with them. All right. I mean, it, that game, that game, uh, both teams undefeated, though, which there's a good possibility. College game day? Game day. Oh, yeah. I think it's a possibility. Um, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. So um, let, let's get the wolf pack to nine, 10 wins, and we'll, we'll catch this one right here. Uh, next, let's go up to Pittsburgh, Pitt Panthers. Kenny Pickett is no longer there. Pitt over under win total seven and a half. No play for me. Do you guys have anything? I do not. No, I don't. I don't have any anything for Pitt. So, Brett, you being a West Virginia fan, um, backyard brawls coming back. First game this season, uh, Thursday, September first. Um, yeah. What you expecting out of your boys? I mean, I. Th- I think it's tough because, like you said, Pitt lose Kenny Pickett. You bring in Keaton Slovis, which I heard just—I think he had a little injury the other day. I don't—I don't know. I haven't really followed back up on that, but I know he got a little hurt, a little dinged up. So he's coming from USC. West Virginia has JT Daniel coming in from Georgia. Um, we haven't really seen him play in a little while after Bennett kind of rode the waves for Georgia. So I think the main thing is is JT Daniel staying healthy throughout the year, but I mean, we'll talk about them in the big 12 and the big 12 breakdown, but I don't know. It, it's a nervous game because I don't think you know a lot about both teams in their quarterback situation. I mean, you knew Keen Slovis when he was at USC and you knew JT Daniels when it, he was at USC and Georgia, but like it's just completely different territory for them. I mean, Pitt losing, uh, is it Addison? The yeah, Addison. Yep. yeah. I mean, that that's, crushing loss so i mean it's good for west virginia but i don't know i don't know a ton about them but it should be a good game i mean honestly west virginia fans should travel there so it should be there might be a majority west virginia fans there to be honest yep i won't be shocked all right um let's keep it moving uh charlottesville virginia uh tony elliott first season at uva seven and a half wins is their projection no play for me i think that's a pretty good number i got them right at seven so um the hook i don't really see them going over but i think seven and six is a little bit more likely than or seven and five is a little bit more likely than eight and four um so i'm staying away i think that's a good number yeah i'm staying away i'm not touching that as well yep i don't got nothing for that all right, next up, 
Oh, excuse me. We miss Wake Forest. How did I forget then? Brett, you have a play there, I'm guessing? No play for me. Well, I mean, under – well, I think it's pretty easy to take it. Since we're taking this before, let's say, the end, or the medical condition or – Eight and a half. really don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the under eight and a half. I mean, if they don't have Sam Hartman, like, it, it's – they're in trouble. They're going to be in major trouble. So, I think this is easy. If anybody got this under before – they like took it off the books or whatever, then I think it's a solid win. But yeah, under eight and a half for me. All right. I, I think we're just going to give out this pick for hearsay. I don't think it's actually going on the card. I think we're about yeah. four hours okay. too late. Um, but I, I, I had Wake projected at nine wins. So eight and a half, I thought was a really good number. I didn't have a lock either way, but I think their projection in most places is down to seven. Um, I, And again, I, I think that's still pretty accurate. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah, I had him under even before the news. I had him under uh, eight and a half. All right, cool. All right, so now now that we're back in order, let's go to our teams that have six and a half wins projected. Let's start in Blacksburg, Virginia, the Virginia Tech Hokies. I'll take the lead here because I was really conflicted at what I think. Um, Grant Wells is going to be the starting quarterback this year, transfer from Marshall. The defense will be okay. We were super young last year. Burmeister was kind of a head case. But Brent Pry has come in, and I think the program has bought in. Blacksburg seems very energetic from what I can tell. I kind of have them at seven, eight wins. You know, uh, Old Dominion win, Boston College come in to Blacksburg. 8 p.m. night game. I don't see the Hokies losing that one. Wofford win. And I also have Virginia Tech slightly edging out West Virginia. Um, a little bit a little bit of a revenge game from last year. Uh, West Virginia almost blew it and let Virginia Tech come back and win. So I definitely think Tech can win that one. Um, at Chapel Hill, at Pittsburgh, at Miami, at NC State. That's going to be a murderous row. If they can win one game there, I think it's still in play. And then the back half of the schedule is pretty light with Georgia Tech, Duke, Liberty, and UVA. So if Virginia Tech can beat West Virginia early and win one game in a pretty tough, like, four-game stretch, I can see them hitting the over. So I'm going to lock up Virginia Tech over six and a half. I think I'm going to be sweating this the whole time to get seven, but it'll it'll be a good emotional sweat. I'm not touching that. I, I think – I mean, Grant Wells – you, you definitely saw the good from him at Marshall, but you also saw the really bad from him at Marshall. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, you just don't know. I, I think that's the toughest part is you just don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. What kind of Grant Wells are you going to get on a daily basis? Well, I wish you luck in that. Thank you. Except for, except for the West Virginia one. So, Mike, you took Virginia Tech over seven last season, and they hit six. You uh, you touching them again this season or no? No, I'm not touching them again this season. I did look um, – I was thinking about the under, but um, I was just like, you know what? I don't know what Virginia Tech – and, and the, uh, the odds were so close. Uh, what I looked up, the odds were so close at, like, the over minus 118 and the under minus 108. So, it's just like – the value's not there, and it's it's uh it's kind of like a coin flip, honestly. For that, all right. Um, Too much stress. Let's go to the great state of Florida on um, the Panhandle. 
like we're going to PCB, uh, Tallahassee, Florida State Seminoles, six and a half wins. Uh, Mike Norvell, it, could he be on the hot team this season? Possibly, depending on how they look. He should have a little bit more continuity there. Any plays on the Seminoles? I am not touching this one. I, I think I think they are on the uptrend, though. I, I think my I think Norvell is turning that program around. I mean, last year they started off horribly, but then they rebounded back a little nicely. He's getting the guys that he wants in there and changing the culture. So, but I'm not touching this. Um, I'm not. I don't think I have a play for this. No, I was looking at the under. Um, I saw it at plus one fifteen, but I can't. I don't know if I could touch a Florida State total. Again, don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, um, with, with them drawing Wake, I think with the injury, we don't. We just don't know when Harmon's going to be back, and that definitely factors into this. Um, that game's in Tallahassee. I think with Hartman, I would definitely take Wake over FSU this season. Um, without him, it's just not enough to be seen. So I was leaning the under. Um, but with that game kind of up in limbo. If they get if they get a little bit of momentum, I don't I don't want to touch it. So I'm staying away. Chapel Hill, the Tar Holes, six and a half wins. Anybody, no play for me. No, no play for me either. I think there's just too much unknown with them. Yeah, it's Sam Howell. Like you just don't know. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I, you just don't know with uh, Carolina. You know, there's it's a. I mean, I hate to bring up basketball on a you know a college football podcast but that is a uh choke school no, no offense <laughs> yeah you you hit the nail on the head on the last year though i was not expecting uh that you would see under 10 let alone six well, I, I wasn't either my goodness i yeah. I, was, I was on the hype train for unc to be honest i, I thought they were gonna be i was told they were making the college football playoff <laughs> from some people <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's how that's how these tar some of these Tar Heel fans that tell me, man, that was yeah yeah they just lost so much from the year before that was hard to yeah they lost a bunch of people to the NFL and just it's it was not uh, not good for them that's for sure yeah it wasn't it the the only big uh, question mark I have for Chapel Hill um, I think they can go up to Boone Week Two and lose I think that's full in play. I mean, we can talk about that week too. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It would be interesting what the over or what the uh, spread is on that. Let's see. Right now, the spread two and a half. Uh, App is a two and a half point dog at the Rock. Hmm. Probably give me the points here. I'm I'm sure after uh, Drake May starts and throws up 500 yards on Florida A and M, that line may shift. But to, to, to be seen, to be seen. All right, Boston College um, sitting at a six-and-a-half over-under win total. They have Phil Dracovic coming back, probably one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. Um, a little bit of injury-ridden season last year. But when he played, Boston College looked really damn good. No play for me. I have them right at six wins, so no value. Uh, Mike, you got to play on the Eagles? Um, Let me check the Eagles. No, um, I know I was looking at the the under for the um, Boston College, but it's just um, 
it's at minus 141 as i saw so it's they're looking like it's more of an under angle than a uh, over angle here but no I don't, i'm i'm not, i'm gonna leave that one alone all right brett what you got yeah i'm not touching that all right no love for bc pretty good number set by vegas popping down five and a half wins the louisville cardinals louisville's interesting if either of you have a take i may need a little bit of persuasion I don't have a take. Um, for Louisville, let me check their schedule again because I had I was looking at them last night and I had them. Uh, I was looking at the over because five and a half. I mean, but dude, they had an electric quarterback. Malik Cunningham led them in passing and rushing last year. Like he he really looks like Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, obviously his team isn't as good, so he's not going to – and he's not up for the Heisman running, so he's not going to get a lot of notoriety, um, especially playing at, you know, like a mid-tier ACC school. But he's a really damn good football player. Uh, like Syracuse, UCF, I think they can beat Florida State, South Florida, BC, Virginia. They have a lot of coin flip games. Um, you just don't know if they're going to win them. And I think I think that's the hard part. I could see, I could see Louisville winning – seven games or winning four, you know, depending on injuries and how the season goes. So for that reason, I'm staying away a lot of volatility. Um, but I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. Like if you have five minutes to turn on the game before you got the door and it's between like Louisville, a Pac-12 school or a, a Big Ten under like per usual, like in the snow, you might want to turn on Louisville and see some pretty uh, big electric plays. Yeah, I think – I mean, Scott Satterfield needs to win this year because I think he's going to be a little on the hot seat if he doesn't, to be honest. All right, Mike, you convinced Louisville? You going under? You staying away? What you doing? Or the over? Yeah, yeah, give me the over. Don't let him pressure you in it. <laughs> you made a good case. I do, I do like the over on here, but um, yeah, it's a it's a risky one for sure. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, I can really see like mid season. Oh shoot, Louisville's already at five wins. Can they win one more? Probably. Yeah. No, I, I like that play. I like it a lot. I'm I'm mm. getting shrimp over here, but no props to you. All right, four and a half. The orange of Syracuse. Apparently, Syracuse has one of the best running backs in the nation this year. Allegedly. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even tell you one guy on Syracuse, to be honest. So, I think that shows you that I'm not touching this one. Last year, Sean Tucker ran for 1,500 yards, 12 cutties. He's a pretty good player. Um, Dino, this is definitely his last year. I think they've given him the benefit of the doubt for a long time, and it, it might be time for the cows to come home. <laughs> Are you guys taking anything here? I I actually have the uh, Syracuse Orange over. Ooh. So, you want um, Dino to say, stay a little bit longer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just reading a couple articles because I was kind of like looking looking around last night at uh, some of these articles about um, Syracuse. They have a lot of um, people coming back on their defense. You know, they have that um, running back that you were talking about. Tom Tucker. Yep. And then um, they have uh, a quarterback coming back or two quarterbacks that um, 
you know, are pretty good, pretty decent. Bryce Perkins and Brendan Armstrong. They run a three five or three three five, um, which you don't see too much. You know, you see that T. I don't know if TCU still runs that, but but yeah, I, I like them. You know, they could they could win. Sometimes Syracuse can surprise you from time to time. So yeah, I'm gonna take that over. The only thing that scares me about Syracuse is I think they have seven winnable games. You're telling me that they have to win five of them. I don't trust them that much. <laughs> I'm tempted yeah. to go under, but I'm staying away. Uh, Mike, you're going to have a nice sweat, or you're going to have your teeth kicked in. Oh, I like <laughs> hey, I like to sweat sometimes. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll see if you can catch that ticket. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's go on down to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we mentioned Georgia Tech earlier. They start off with Clemson. You know, hopefully the whole team can stay healthy and they can put it into the next week and whoop up on Western Carolina on a short week. So game that Monday, and then they play Western Carolina and Atlanta um, that Saturday. They also have Ole Miss, UCF for their out-of-conference schedule, and, of course, Georgia. Um no plays for me. I have about three wins. I think it's a pretty good number, um, so I'm staying away. What do you guys think about Georgia Tech? I'm not touching this at all either. No, I don't got anything for this. No right. way. Well, we, we can all agree to stay away. And then, per usual, um, the bottom of the barrel out of the ACC, the Duke Blue Devils. They got old coach from Texas A&M. He's going to install that same defense, coach him up. I think Dukey's going to go out there and play some football. Can they win four games, Brett? No. I mean, I would. I think I would have rather stay at Texas A&M than go be a head coach. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for like failure. I mean, I mean, Temple. They could. Northwestern is going to be terrible too this year from the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably talk about that shortly. So that, that might be one of the worst games to watch the college football in week two, to be honest. I mean, that might be brutal. <laughs> so, I mean, well. Dude, can they start 4-0 and smash? I mean, I, well, <laughs> you know, Kansas might actually shock some people this year. You never know. Kansas had some close close losses last year. They did beat Texas. They beat it. Well, that's not really a big deal. I mean, they, they had Oklahoma <laughs> on the ropes. Yeah, they did. Hell yeah, they did. I mean, could could they be 4-0 to start off the year, though? And for our listeners, Duke's schedule, they start out, Temple's coming to them, to Northwestern, North Carolina A&T is coming down from Greensboro to Durham, and then Duke is going to Kansas. You said the over-unders three and a half? That's a great number. I, I mean, I still don't – I think they lose to Kansas. So, you're on the under. Duke to Northwestern, I think, is a toss-up, to be honest. I don't think Duke's winning an ACC game unless they you can – You know what? I wasn't going to say this, but put me under because I, I, I just don't see any – Look at that sweet talk. Hey, I'm, I'm a little nervous <laughs> about that. Yeah, I, I went against telling Mike to not listen to your bull crap, but here I go. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they'll beat Kansas. A&T, you would think they'd beat. Northwestern, <laughs> I think, is a toss-up. But as long as they lose to Kansas, then I think I got it in the bag because they're not winning any more of those games the rest of the year. Mike, you got to play for the Dukies? 
Come on, no, I, more. <laughs> no, I don't. I just, I just Duke. It's, it's Duke. You know, that is. I don't bet on them. I don't even watch their games most of the time. But um, yeah, I just can't touch it. Did you have a play on this, but, Marcus? No, I like all my notes. I had Duke's either win in two games or four games. Like they, they either beat A and T in Temple, or they start out four and zero and lose the rest of the games. Yeah, it, I might that that September twenty fourth game. I might have to tune into that one. Big cheer for Kansas. If the over, if the over under was three, I'd take the over because I ha- kind of have like push insurance. I think they'll win three of those first four games. Um. If it was two, I'd definitely take the over. But three yeah. and a half, that dude, that's 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 tough. Fire. So I'm staying away. And that wraps up the ACC teams. Um, I don't believe we missed anybody. So let's go ahead and take it to the Big Ten. Mike, first off, what's up with your conference like going out to the West Coast? That's it that threw me off too. So it, it's just like um yeah, it was. It's just a weird, like that. Like, imagine USC coming up. Let, let me look at USC's. Um, like coming to a, a game in like either Michigan, Indiana. Like it's just cold as hell. Just you know, it's, it's money. It's money. Yeah. That's how it is. It's they money. Need, they have to they play. They have to play hella early. Yeah. Compared to like you know what the. I mean, apparently they're going to be traveling like on a Tuesday, but you know who goes to class at USC anyway. Big, but big, like, was <laughs> uh, it big noon Saturday? Yeah, Those big noon. Sleepy. Yeah, they're going to be tired coming out of the damn tunnel. Tired. But yeah, that's a uh, yeah, it's a cash grab, as Brett said. It's yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we we can talk about this in another episode, but I mean, while it's being brought up, like. What's your guys' thought on the whole – is the whole realignment kind of ruining college football in a way? I mean, it's just – the realignment geographically just doesn't make sense. But I, I don't know. I mean, they – like, there's some conferences, like, like let's say the SEC poaches Clemson and FSU. And, like, I don't know, maybe even UNC or something like that. Then what happens to the ACC? So I don't the, the ACC won't be around in ten years. I think I think unless they get Notre Dame, I think it's safe to say that um, for the longest I, I've been a proponent that college, not even college football, college sports in general is a regional. Like you get a kick out of going down the road in the same state, winning your state. Yeah. Like the state of California doesn't even care about collegiate sports unless you yeah, know, good at football. Yeah. So when it comes to like re, like regional stuff, dude, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Like what's going to happen to the Rose bowl. Like is- no, it, that. And that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't like, yeah. I mean, like you said, like USC hasn't been relevant in college football since Pete Carroll was there and they were winning every single year or whatever, when Matt Liner was there and everybody like that. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not I don't a, like it. I hate it. I it's. I mean, we know it's all about money, but it's it's ruining some of the great rivalries and just great matchups. And I, I don't know. Like, if you're, if you're gonna really do the cash grab, like do it geographically, so at least the fans can benefit. You know, yeah. by catching like one or two more games in person. Like, 
is is such a is such a regional thing. It like no one in Big Ten country gives a damn about UCLA. No, no, and I mean, like you said, like people like UCLA fans or USC fans, are they gonna really want to travel across the United States to go watch uh, at Michigan or? at Penn State or at Ohio State or anything like that. Like you know no one that's gonna cost. No one in LA cares about no. Maryland or Rutgers or Northwestern or Purdue, like Illinois. Like this is it's ridiculous. But I mean the only, the only is, way uh, no. the only way to kill it is just to stop watching the TV so they can't get the money. And that's not gonna happen. Yeah I could uh you know I'll probably I mean just those those games in general, you know, just going to be, yeah, as you guys said, I mean, USC, I don't see them doing, you know, even though they have all that hype around Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, I don't see them, you know, being any good. And, and once, once they're doing big 10, they'll be gone anyway. Well, Lincoln Riley, hopefully will not be gone, but Caleb Williams and everything will be gone. But yeah, well, it's just, that's the funny part is like Lincoln Riley, because since Oklahoma's going to the SEC, he's like, Oh, I want the hell out of there. Because he's, he's like, well, if I go to USC, I'm playing in the Pac-12, the easy conference. I'm going to be able to go to the college football playoff and then not yep. so fast. Now you got to go play in the Big Ten. Yeah, you got to play the, the defensive league in the defensive yeah. conference. Yeah. So. He's got to play an under central. He's going to be walking the games over under like 41 points. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gross. Well, let's go ahead and hop into it. Um, Mike, you know who's at the top. The Buckeyes, Ohio State, ten and a half wins projected. Go ahead, lay it on us. So, okay, this. I mean, you know, you know, I, I can't. I'm not going to put any bet under it because last year was we lost to that team up north, and uh, it was um, a very sad day for me. Um, but them, they're going to be, you know, one of the best offenses in the nation. They have CJ coming back. They have Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, their defense, they got a new defensive coordinator um, from Oklahoma State. Yeah. He's going to hopefully get them in the right gear. It's going to be, you know, better than uh, what's-his-face, that senile dude who was uh, – what was that dude's name? I can't even remember his name. That's how mad I am. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's gone. So uh, it's, I mean, they're they're doing. They have a lot of good recruits. Um, they have uh, what Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, he's uh, he is a uh, a cr- crazy athlete, and he's getting like it looks like he's getting bigger. So it's just like it's uh, you know, he they have uh, one of the you know the most high powered offenses in the, in the nation by far. So you're taking your boys over? over oh, well, yes. Yeah, I got to <laughs> the, uh, got to, got to take the boys over 10 and a half. Hopefully we could get to the, you know, this is a good chance for them to win the national championship. Hot knock on wood. I hope. All right, I, I hope. What about you, Brett? Uh, yeah. I think this is an easy, I mean, I, I don't see a, I don't want to jinx your boys, but I don't see a loss in the regular season, really. I mean, Notre Dame will be tough at the very beginning, but you get them at the first game of the year. Uh, Arkansas State at Toledo, 
I mean, nothing really big. I mean, maybe going to Penn State just because we know Happy Valley, that's probably going to be a whiteout game. Crowd will be electric. Probably going to be a nighttime game. I mean, but other than that, you got Michigan at home this year. You bring back C.J. Stroud, like you said, Jackson Jigba. You bring in Jim Knowles, like you were mentioning, a stud of a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. So I, I think this is an easy lock over the 10 and a half. I would just go ahead and play the Chief Keefe. Uh, I mean, I only need one player, Smith Jiggy. He might win the high, like, he may be like Devontae Smith again, Heisman. Him and Stroud will probably be the two favorites. Dude, he is so legit. That Utah game, that bowl game last year, it could go him. went off. They knew who was getting the ball. Oh, I know. Couldn't stop him. Every play. That man's, stop that, him. that man's a problem. I see a clean sweep. Um, I don't even see Michigan giving you guys trouble. Um, Wisconsin maybe a little shaky. Yeah. I don't worry about Penn State. But, I mean, between Wisconsin and Michigan, Notre Dame, y'all are going to steamroll them. I mean, your favorite – like 14 and a half points. 14 and a half. I saw the line. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. 14 no. and a half. That's a good cushion. I see no issues for the Ohio state Buckeyes rolling with y'all clean sweep chief Keefs across the board. Yep. Let's go ahead and take it down. Like you said, the team or take it up to the team up North nine and a half wins for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Brett, start us off here. You got anything? I'm taking, I taking the over here. Um, and mainly because, I mean, their schedule is very favorable, especially they're out of conference, Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut. I mean, give me a break. Then, then you have Maryland. You go to Iowa and then Indiana. But, I mean, Indiana, their dream team from two years ago is done. You're home against Penn State, home against Michigan State, two of the tougher games at Rutgers home to Nebraska and then home to Illinois and then you're at Ohio state. I mean, I, I think this is, if they don't get at least 10 wins, I think this is a major fail for Jim Harbaugh because this schedule is about as favorable as it could be. I mean, they loaded up the out of conference with Colorado state. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my man, that's a barn burner. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the easy way out. Just like they, they always do. Mike, what you got? You, you playing? Yeah, I actually, uh, it you know, it left a bad taste in my mouth yesterday. And I like, we got a little sick to my stomach, but I'm playing the over on this one. And yeah, and Brett brought up a lot of good points. They're out of conference games are just, you know, if Harbar can't, dude, if he can't pull these wins out, then I don't know what to, he needs to get out. Yep. Uh, I go, to, go to the Vikings. <laughs> I agree with everything y'all said. Super easy schedule. So you basically have an Ohio State loss in room for one to lose. I'm not playing it because I think Michigan like will be Michigan because we know they can be Michigan and historically yeah. in Michigan. So I'm staying away. Um, like Mike, if you miss this one, I, I don't think you'll be too upset. Oh, not at all. I want them to lose as many games as possible. I don't care if you mean they can go 0 and 12, but I know that's not going to happen. But you know, um, yeah, I'm not going to be too upset if I miss this one. Yeah, well, I'll start us off um, going to Madison, Wisconsin. 
Uh, Wisconsin, eight and a half over for a win total. I'm taking the over. Again, they loaded up out of conference, Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico State. Um, and then they roll into uh, the horseshoe. I mean, they'll lose to Ohio State. But other than that, like they don't draw Michigan from the other side. They have Illinois, North, Northwestern, Michigan State, who I think will take a step back without Kenneth Walker in third. They have Purdue, Maryland, Iowa. Could be a tough game. Scott Frost, Nebraska Cornhuskers, not expecting a lot out of them in Minnesota. Quite frankly, if Wisconsin loses more than one game, I think that is a very, very bad season for a team that's historically always good on the offensive line. I think if your quarterback can stay upright, you can find a way to win games. Defense is usually stingy. And this is this, I think Michigan has an easy schedule. Wisconsin's is somehow easier. And I mean, I have three games that they can lose and still hit the over. So give me the Badgers over eight and a half. Yeah, I, I didn't really I wasn't going to play this game, but I didn't really know their schedule. I mean, like you said, they go to Ohio State, they'll lose that one. But we know Illinois and Northwestern are going to be not good. Like you said, Michigan State, I see them taking a step back. Purdue, the Purdue game could be a tough one. Uh, Maryland with Talia Tagovol, it could be interesting one. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, give me, give me the over. Nice. I wasn't going to play this game, but you convinced me. And I mean, it, like you said, if they lose more than three, then. Mike, do I need to play the Chief Keith? Nope. You do not need to play the Chief Keith because I'm hitting the under on this one. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And you guys, you said you got it at eight and a half? Yeah. So, I saw, so where's their loss at that, Mike? Their losses? Yeah. So who are they losing to? We know – well, Ohio State's a given, so that's one loss. Yeah. That's a, you're assuming they'll lose to Michigan State as well. So, um, yeah, they always play each other tough, Michigan State, um, Wisconsin. They could lose to Iowa um, and Minnesota at the end of the season. You don't know what Minnesota is going to do. Sometimes – usually by the end of the season, they're kind of chalked. Um, but – you know, it, it's like that. I was just playing like the coin flips. Like Iowa's a coin flip. Purdue could be a coin flip as well. Purdue's usually, you know, they'll they'll pull out a win against a a, a conference team that they had no business winning. Um, you know, like they did last year, the spoiler maker, you know, thing. They, they came into Ohio Stadium and just got Rick rolled. But uh, and um, yeah, it's just it, I just kind of played the coin flips here. I mean, it's just. Watching as much Big Ten football, you know, as I I do throughout the college football season, I think it's – yeah, I'm going with the under for sure. If you can get it at nine, even better. But eight and a half, too, I I, I feel that's a good good one, too. All right. Well, it's, it's good to butt heads a little bit. And going go to the next tier, we're dropping down to seven and a half and one, two, three, four, five teams have an over-under of seven and a half. Um, less – Go through these one by one. We'll start at Penn State um, over under seven and a half. I have no play here. I kind of have them marked in my notes, eight or nine wins. So you would think that would take me to the over, but I'm not. I mean, Brent Pry was their defensive coordinator, now the Virginia Tech head coach. Always great defenses, like top 10, top 15 defenses every year. Um, so they're losing that. 
Penn State goes like I think Purdue could be a tricky game for them. They go to Auburn, not guaranteed a win. They have Michigan, they have Ohio State and Michigan State. I see enough room for error, but if they take care of business, I could see them topping out at nine wins. But the uncertainty, I'm saying from the Nifty Lions. I think a lot of these games are coin flip. I, I think they could easily lose the first game of the year at Purdue. Like you said, Auburn, even though Auburn's kind of messed, but that's a tough place to play. It, a lot of these games could be coin flips. Some definitely staying away. I mean, Sean Clifford's back again, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, dude's been there about 10 years. Too long. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think too many of these are coin flips. So I'm staying away from them. Yeah, I'm staying away from it as well. The coin flips. I mean, they got two like you know legit losses at you know they're playing at Michigan and you know Ohio State's that's a dub right there. But um, I think Minnesota's a coin flip. Um, Auburn, yeah, even Purdue. Like Brett said at the beginning of the season, it's kind of a. I'm wondering what that line is, honestly. Yeah, well, what it's is probably, that line? Because I, I could see Purdue being favored in that line, to be honest. Uh, Penn State's a three-point favorite. Dang. Yeah, so yeah, that's I'm close. surprised by that. That's a that's a night game too. Eight o'clock, I think. Yeah, eight eight yep. game. I mean, that place will be rocking. Prime time. Yeah, they're they're playing in uh yeah at at Purdue too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tough so. one. Yeah, that's a tough opener right there. Yep. <laughs> No place for Penn State, and apologies, we do have to go up one. I missed the only win total at eight. Uh, Sparty, Michigan State. Uh, Mel Tucker, um, what a season last year. Got those guys going. I mean, of course, it helps when you have somebody who rushes for over 1,600 yards, and you got a quarterback that can throw it for almost 3,500. Uh, Sparty, I have them right at eight, so that's a definitely no play for me. Could it, could they could they beat Michigan? Yeah, could they beat Wisconsin? Probably. I don't think anyone's going to get Ohio State. I just think the games that they have to win to go over, more than likely they're not going to win them. So that's why I'm staying away. But do you guys have a play on uh, MSU? No, I, I don't. Too many, yeah, as you said, too many maybes, too many coin flips. I, I agree. They're definitely going to take a step back, too, you would think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I lean like push to under. I, I I think that's a good play. All right, back to the seven and a half. Um, Iowa, no play for me. I got that number at eight. So seven and a half. I don't want to sweat it. No play for me on that one as well. I am not sweating it either. All right, we'll keep it going. Minnesota row rowing the boat to seven and a half wins projection. Nothing for me. No. I mean, Tanner Morgan, talk about another quarter. This is his sixth year. He's a six-year senior, but I'm not touching this one. I'm surprised. He's been inconsistent, too. I'm surprised they're sticking with him, but I'm not touching it. Um, I actually have a play here. Um, as, you know, I can't I, I can't stand P.J. Fleck and his, you know, his – You don't you know, like whatever. the boat? Yeah, that's just – it's just a bunch of snake oil. He sells – False hopes to these recruits. Coming to Minnesota, we'll get eight wins, nine wins. But, yeah, I got the um, Minnesota – I have here? I think Minnesota over? Over seven and a half? Even with the snake oil? Even with the snake oil, they'll, they'll squeak out eight wins. I, I, think, I think they have it in them. 
Dang, man. Talk Keith Sweat. I see you, Mike. Yeah, dude. It's uh yeah, it's gonna be a, a sweaty. I mean, I've missed uh I've missed football a lot, so sweating these bets is uh, get you excited, honestly. Yeah. For that, well, I hope it ends up in your favor. Let's go ahead and drop down to Scott Frost in the Huskers. Nebraska seven and a half as well. A lot of middle ground, but something has to give. Somebody has to lose. And quite frankly, I think that it is going to be Nebraska. Um, they'll beat Northwestern, North Dakota State, Georgia Southern. But then, like, Oklahoma's coming in there. Uh, Brent Venables, I think they're going to wear those boys out. They'll most likely be Indiana Rutgers. But I think Nebraska is just going to be Nebraska. Like, I don't think they'll be Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota can probably get them. I think Purdue can get them. I think I'm going to be sweating this out towards the end of the season to have them lose like maybe three in a row because they might hit six early. But I think Scott Frost, I I, I don't see it. I, I just don't. I'm on the same they, this one worries me a little bit because you talk about one of the best three and nine teams last year. I mean, there were so many games yeah. that they could have easily won last year, but they didn't pull them out. I mean, that, that season last year could have been a seven and five, eight and 14 last year, but I'm with you. I just, I think this is Scott Frost last year. I, I just don't see it. I think they're going to have the same problems. They will replace um, Martinez or whatever at quarterback by the uh, the guy from Texas, which who's actually a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah, but I I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm taking under. I think with you, we'll be sweating this one, but I just don't think they're gonna be able to get eight wins. I just think they're addicted to losing. Yeah, and it's a shame because those fans are just they're so diehard and so. You kind of want them to have a decent season because they just love – and there's nothing else to do in Nebraska. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael, right. get your opinion. Did you guys see that because of, like, the a helium shortage, they won't be able to release yeah. their red balloons this year? Yeah. Dude, huh. those, those poor guys, they can't have any – They can't play. win, man. They, they can't win. Can't win for losing. Mike, are you playing anything here? Go ahead and play the Chief Keefe. Oh, yes. I'm going with the under. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Less ride boys under, under. Yeah. As I mean, yeah, as you said, someone's got to lose and it's got to be Scott Frost. He is, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, I don't know. I mean, even, I don't, uh, even if he has a losing season this season, like it's, I don't know if he's, after all this time, he should have been out a long time ago, but, you know, they're, they're always high on Scott Frost for some reason, but who knows? They just don't have anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Who wants to go coach Nebraska? Yeah. Well, Scott Frost gets canned. He's <laughs> going to go to Alabama and be an analyst for two years, then go no, he's to the coach. Yeah. Like, he's going to – It's vintage. He's going to wash uh, Saban's car like, oh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the coach for Tennessee. Um, uh, not Butch Jones. 
Butch, yep, Butch Jones. Yep, Big, big East Butch. No. <laughs> All right, and uh, one more team, seven and a half over under win total, the Purdue Boilermakers. No play for me there. Um, I got them right at seven, eight. I think it's a good number. I think they're going to have a pretty decent year and they'll go bowling. Yeah, no play for me, but I think it, this team's going to be a sneaky good team, I think. They could probably surprise a lot of teams in the Big, t- in the big Ten, but I'm not playing it. Yeah, I'm not playing it either, but um, – yeah, I was looking at the over just to um, – because they are, you know, a quality team usually. Yeah. Yeah. They'll squeak out some wins for sure. I just need Purdue to beat Nebraska and uh, help me hit that under and, uh, and, and, we'll, and we'll be all good there. So the only team in the Big East that has an over-under win total of six, Tulia, Tungavailoa, and the Maryland Terrapins, six wins. Uh, Brett, I think you may have a play here, do you? No, I don't. I, I just – we remember last year when we we were all just, ooh, watch out for that Iowa and uh, Maryland game. And then Iowa comes in and, what, beats them like 55 to 6 or Beat whatever. Hell out. I mean, they're, they're non-conference Buffalo. Yeah, they're going to Charlotte. Mike's alma mater. Go Niners. Yeah, hey, Axe is up. <laughs> SMU could be a tough game. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I can see them losing Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, Wisconsin. Oh, shit. Maybe I should take the under here. What is the over-under? Six. I mean, they get Buffalo and Charlotte. That's two wins. Charlotte's sneaky good Four. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here we go. You know what? Give me the under. I wasn't going to take this, but I'm looking at their schedule, and I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. SMU could be a tough game. I don't think, I think they're losing to SMU. I got, a, I got an elder for them. I, I could see them lose it if they lose that one. I'm, I'm, it's definitely under because they're not beating Michigan. They might lose to Michigan State. I don't think they're going to beat Purdue. They'll beat Indiana. They'll beat Northwestern. They're not going to beat Wisconsin. They won't beat Penn State. They're not going to beat Ohio State. And Rutgers, you never know with Rutgers. Yeah. Give me under. I like it. I, I really like SMU. Dude, Tanner Mordecai, he, he's good. Yeah, they're a solid squad over there. Yeah, they, they are. They are pretty good. All right, well, look at Brett hopping on that mid. Yeah, I feel like this is – I feel like you're persuading me, and I don't like it. All right, and, you know, naturally, because there was a lot of sevens, seven and a halves, there's absolutely no fives because somebody got to lose. And let's go to Indiana. Last year, Indiana's over-under win total was eight. I saw that being very fraudulent, took the under. They won two games. Me and Mike both took that fantastic play. So instead of eight, they about cut their expectancy in half. They're sitting at four and a half. Um, I have Indiana listed at maybe five wins. If one of you guys persuade me, I could be interested in playing it, but not as of now. Yeah, this is a big year for Tom Allen because especially two years ago, you had that the COVID year. They played pretty well. I mean, here, here's your persuasion. They're out of conference. Well, I mean, Cincinnati will be tough. But Idaho and Western Kentucky, they maybe – Western Kentucky isn't as good as they were last year. They don't yeah, have Manny Lappy. 
That Illinois Indiana could be a toss up game, to be honest. Cincinnati won't be as good as last year, but they'll still be, you would think, decent. Nebraska and Indiana could be toss up. I, I, there's a lot of toss up toss ups on their schedule, but so I know that probably doesn't help you any. No, Mike, you have a play here. Um, no, I don't. I could I see them. <laughs> uh, if I had, if you, you're twisting my arm, I would. You know, probably I would probably play the over. But um, you know, they could beat Illinois at the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, Idaho, Western Kentucky, they can beat. Um, well, I don't they can, know. they can beat Rutgers. Um, who knows with Maryland, Nebraska? Other, I mean, Indiana beats Nebraska. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I don't see them beat Michigan. You know, they can't beat. They're playing the boys at home, so that's, <laughs> that's a that's that's dead in the water there. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I w- if I had to play it, I'd play the over, but I'm not playing. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, if I had a gun to my head, I'd play the over. Um, but yeah, like, really? Yeah, I mean, you, they're not going to win the last four. I can see them losing to Rutgers. They could lose to Maryland too, so they might not win the last six. They're not going to beat Michigan. They could lose that one, so that's seven all row. Nebraska could they lose that one? That's eight. It looks like you just talked yourself into an under. I'm not taking it, but I think I think there's if I if I had a gun in my head, I I would be under. See, and part I'm kind of intrigued because with such a huge over under win total last year, um, I kind of think maybe Indiana was behind schedule a year, so Vegas maybe trying to get a little bit of money back. You know, showing that too last year, we'll put them low, have a bunch of people take the under, make some money back. All those shiny buildings get there for a reason, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm staying away. Lean over though, lean over. Yeah. Another four and a half. Let's go, Champaign, uh, Illinois, the Fighting Illini. I wrote this down as three games that they win. Let let me come back through this: Wyoming, Chattanooga, and Northwestern. I think those are the only wins they get. I don't have it locked up. I'm tempted to play it, though. Um, I think Indiana's going to beat Illinois. I think UVA is going to beat Illinois. And everyone else in the Big Ten can, except Northwestern. So, I mean, that's kind of a game and a half insurance I have. Uh, anybody going to convince me? No, I'm not touching this one. Hell no. I would – Yeah, I mean, you have, you have the right idea, I think. The betting the, uh, the under – Right, that's what you said, under, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Betting the under would be a uh, – and I saw some at uh, – I saw it at four and a half. Yeah. It was at plus – 105 was the under, so you can get some good value out of that. Ooh. So, it's – um yeah, the Illinois is just – I don't know. It's been – they win some games, like, you know, out of nowhere, and other other times they're not very um, – not very sound football team. One, As you can say, two, three. I'd say winnable games. They could win one, two, three, four, five. And it's four and a half. They're not winning all five of those. Give me the under. I'm taking Illinois under four and a half. All right. I can see them winning Wyoming, uh, 
Indiana, Chattanooga, so that's three. Northwestern, I could see them beating Nebraska. Yeah, I think if I wins. Yeah, but I, I'm with you. I don't see that. I'm not. I'm not touching that. I think UVA. I think UVA is going to get them. I'm taking the under. I, I that a game and a half of value. I, I, that's that's a principal play. You taking this one? Yeah. All right. Illinois under four and a half. I'll take it all day. And that leaves us with two teams, um, the two most pitiful teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> Northwestern um, is first on the list. Four wins. I'm kind of thinking three. What What are y'all's thoughts? For Northwestern, let me see what I looked up. Yeah, it's. Um, well, I mean, jeez, it's a it's a pitiful. It's a. I mean, it's an academic school, you know. But they but, used uh, to have some good seasons back in the day. They yeah. used to have some. They made the Big Ten championship not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it wasn't too. too it early. wasn't too pretty though. Um. Yeah, this was nasty that year. This schedule is ugh. yeah. The schedule is brutal. The schedule is only <laughs> tough. I mean, Nebraska is not that tough. Duke is a toss up. Southern Illinois, Ohio, and then just fast forward to the last week of the season when they have Illinois. I think I think Duke's going to beat them. What's the over under three and a half? No, just four. It's four. Oh, I'm thinking they win three games. What what games are you thinking they win? Miami, Ohio, Southern Illinois, and Illinois. Yes, I, I think yeah. the Illinois game could be a toss up too, though. But even like, say, if they beat Duke, that's a push. I don't think they're going to win another one. Like that's push insurance. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The the only ones that I think they're going to win, uh, you know, that can possibly win is that yeah, Duke. What is it? Duke's Southern Illinois. And um, I just lost the schedule. Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio. Yep, yep, yep. But in Illinois, then, uh, they could beat Illinois. But if they went all four, they that they push. You might as well play it, right? <laughs> You're gonna play for a push. I'm, I mean, I, I I lean under to push. Oh, lean under to push. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if they push, I mean, no love loss. Yeah, I mean, I saw some of it uh, in a book at um, three and a half. If you can get it at three and a half, I would uh, play the over since the, you know four games. All right, I'm playing Northwestern under four. It's it just good value. Good for you. I'm not taking that. Right. Hopefully that hits for you. Yeah, but good luck. Northwestern good luck. though. Oof. I think if they. If they lose to Duke and somehow lose to Miami of Ohio, I'll have that locked up week four. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. I think I think if they lose to Duke, I think you're gonna have it locked up then, to be yeah. honest. I agree. I want uh, that early money. Yeah, I, I'll play Duke money line that game too. Uh there's no there's there's no line out for it yet. Interesting to see. Probably Duke. No, it's in Northwest. I mean, dude, that that may just be like even. That's going to be – It's going to be abysmal, that game. Holy yeah, nobody hell. Get, nobody, I hope nobody gets that game. Well, and I see tickets as low as $11 if you want to go. I mean, I feel like that's even a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, 
We're rounding out the episode right here. Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. Uh, Shiano's the coach, right, still? Yeah. Yep. Mesa Shiano, uh, three and a half wins for the Scarlet Knights. Um, let me know y'all's thoughts, and then I'll go. I mean, I like Shiano. I, I think he's – I mean, it's just a tough place to coach right there. But you got Wagner. You're going to be Wagner. I think – they got to go to Temple. I think you can beat Temple. But all their games are the same as, like, other teams. Like, it's just a toss-up. I'm not touching it. There's just no way. Because you can't predict. Yeah, I mean, Rucker, Greg Shiano, you know, he has, you know, the Ohio State roots. But it's, yeah, it's, I can't, I can't touch anything. Rutgers, they cover. They can cover. But. They are win total wise. I don't, I don't see it happening to either. Um, at least for the, yeah, I can't really say either over under. It seems pretty. Uh, what did you have it at four and a half or four, four, three and a half, three and a half. Okay. So if we're talking three and a half, yeah, it's too close. I, I yeah, I just can't, <laughs> I can't play anything here. All right. Well, we're all staying away. So let's go ahead and do a recap. Of course, we always start with our guest, Mike Goulet. Thanks for joining us again. Mike's car, Clemson under 10 and a half wins, maybe a spiteful play. He says no. NC State over eight and a half wins. Also look at NC State plus 800 to win the ACC. Good value there. Louisville over five and a half wins with Malik Cunningham heading up the offense. And then Dino Babers going over three wins for the Syracuse Orangemen. His Big Ten card where he specializes, Ohio State over 10 and a half wins, the boys. Michigan over nine and a half wins, Wisconsin under eight and a half going against Brett and me. Minnesota over seven and a half wins and Nebraska under seven and a half wins play the Chief Keefe. Breast card, Clemson over 10 and a half, Miami under eight and a half, NC State over eight and a half, Duke under 3.5, Ohio State over 10 and a hook, Michigan over nine and a hook, Wisconsin over eight and a half, Nebraska under seven and a half, someone's got to lose, play the Chief Keefe, Maryland under six, Honest Lonesome. Marcus, my card, Clemson over 10 and a half wins. NC State over eight and a half. Virginia Tech go Hokies over six and a half wins. My Big Ten card, Ohio State over 10 and a half. Wisconsin over eight and a half. Nebraska under seven and a half. Illinois under seven, or excuse me, Illinois under four and a half. And Northwestern under four. It's pretty, pretty wild. I went with those uh, Big Ten bottom feeders to try, try to get some dubs. Yeah, I'll say. Be sweating something. Yeah. Something over there. You're going to be sweating a little bit during the year, I think. Hey, but sweats are good. And the last thing that's going to be sweating is uh, your smoker. Um, if you go follow Nominal Culture Barbecue, uh, their latest post again, it was like sausage, smoked carnitas, brown rice, roasted veggies in the cast iron skillet, get it sizzling, and get your recipes ready for football season. Go check them out. They got some really good stuff. So just so you know, next week we will be back with our friend, Trevor Inman, longtime supporter and friend of the program. We will be doing the Big 12 in SEC win totals. And then after that, we will be taking you straight into week zero where we got some action and we start locking it up, giving you what you came for. I'm hype, fellas. Let's go.
Yeah. We're almost there. So close. So close, but yet so far away. What are we at? Well, like 18 days, less than that. Yeah, we're at 17 days, I believe. I think it starts the 27th. Week yep. zero kicks off. So not really a ton of good games, but I think Nebraska. Who's the Nebraska plays? Uh, they, they're in Ireland, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing in Dublin. Oh, such a weird game. Yeah, uh, Nebraska and Northwestern. <laughs> what a heater that one will be, yeah, guys. A barn burner. What a way to kick it off. <laughs> I know uh, Chapel Hill plays Florida A and M. Who who else we got? Week zero. Um, Vandy Hawaii. Ooh. Hey, Vandy Hawaii. We got your boys, Charlotte and FAU. Yep. That's a good one. That's a uh, Wyoming, Illinois. Hey, there's just going to be football. That's all I really care about. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely watch that I'll Vanderbilt be... Hawaii game at 10.30 p.m. Oh, yeah. Got to. Oh, I'm <laughs> just to see who picked up Hawaii. That's great. Well, again, thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike, for doing the show. Brett, yep. I'll holler at you next week. And, guys, check out these win totals in your books. If you find a better number, shop it around. But we are so looking forward to being back in the fold, giving you weekly content until the national championship game is over. Other than that, I'll talk to y'all. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me. Peace out, guys.